This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Hi, everybody, and welcome. And today I have joining me, I have uh, Patricia. Hi, Patricia, welcome. Hi, good evening from the Philippines. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you loud and clear. Welcome. We also have John. Hi, John. Welcome. Hi, Ms. Tanya. Good evening here from Abu Dhabi. From Abu Dhabi. And Ray, last but not least, welcome, Ray. Hi, Tanya. How are you doing? Good afternoon from the UK. Okay, so we have our panel today from all over the world. My name is Tanya Friedman. I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Kinetics USA. We help healthcare organizations all over the world with the nursing shortage by bringing in internationally educated nurses because of the massive shortage that we have in the U.S. right now. And today's topic is Immigration Stories of Hope. So we are going to be hearing from our panel today, Patricia, John, and Ray, and we're going to get started. So the immigration process, as our panel very well know, is very much a roller coaster. It has its ups, it has its downs, it is an emotional time of excitement, happiness, joy, frustration, stress, um, uh, worries, Am I right, Patricia, John, and Ray? Yeah, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Okay. So Patricia, John, and Ray are going to be walking us through their immigration process and what that was like for them. Um, But before we do that, I'd like each of them just to give us a quick introduction and background about why they became a nurse and why they want to come to America. Let's start, ladies, first with Patricia. Go ahead, Patricia. Give us a little background. Okay, hi, good evening from the Philippines. My name is Patricia. I am 26 years old and um, I just had my consulate interview last Tuesday, December 7 at 7.30 in the morning. And uh, I became a nurse because it has been my childhood dream. And um, I've always wanted to be a nurse and more so I want to work in the United States. And now it's slowly turning into a reality. Mm. So that's all. Okay, so it's slowly turning into reality. I'm sure you're pinching yourself and we can't wait to hear about your consular experience. So you're going to be, uh, Patricia's going to be sharing that during this show. Okay, John, do you want to share a little bit about yourself and your experience? Uh, Okay, I'm John Evans Mangalus. I was born and raised in Pampanga, Philippines. Currently, I'm working as a nurse here in Abu Dhabi, UAE. I became a nurse, actually it wasn't my choice, it was my father's choice because (laughs) back in 2008, uh, I guess it was the most in-demand profession back then. So he asked me, you know, to take nursing. And currently I am just waiting for my flight to the US. And I had my uh, consulate interview last November 3 and it was approved. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we can't hear, uh, wait to hear John's story as well. And um, he's going to be sharing with us what that immigration process was like. 
He's going to be sharing what that felt like in terms of the consulate and how he's feeling right now. Um, and John, your father was right because not only was there a massive shortage in 2008, yeah. but oh my goodness, we have more nurse positions right now than ever before. I've been doing this personally for 15 years. We've never seen so much demand for nurses right now. So thank you for sharing, John. What about you, Ray? Uh, first of all, um, good afternoon from the United Kingdom. My name is Ray Anthony Palisok. I'm both a nurse and a doctor, but um, I'm a doctor in my country in the Philippines. I was born and raised there, but um, yeah, uh, we flew to the United States before. It just so happened that my grandma got sick. We need to fly back in the Philippines and continue my education there. I wanted to become a nurse because my mother is a nurse in the first place and my dad is a doctor. So um, I had the best of both worlds. I can see how they work, how they touch people's lives. And when I grew up, it just rubbed off on me. And from their point on, I said to myself, um, I want to be like them, but in a combined manner. And here we go. So I'm on my uh, interview date uh, next week. So hopefully it, it, it runs smoothly for me then. Okay. So I think we think we fingers crossed for you, Ray. Double fingers yeah. crossed for Ray. <laughs> <laughs> very, very exciting, but also nerve-wracking. So Patricia, again, ladies first, let's start with you. Walk us through that immigration process from the time that you got your position in the U.S., to now. What was that like for you? What were some of the highs and lows? Okay, so uh, it started January last year, 2020, when I was given a schedule for a phone interview. And then um, after a week, I signed a contract with a certain facility. And then um, after that, I prepared my papers from my NCLEX results and then my IELTS, and then I complied my visa screen as well. That's the credential verification that we all need and is really an important document that we need to present in the embassy soon uh, during the interview. And then uh, after that, um, I was then correct. Uh, my priority date was April 2020. And then um, it became current in the visa bulletin by October of the same year. So even though I was already current in the visa bulletin and um, my CEAC status was already ready, I still needed to wait for a schedule in the embassy. So it took months and I mean, it took a year for me to wait for that schedule and then um, I know someone with the same priority date as mine. She already had her schedule um, way before me. So I was thinking, what's going on? Maybe there's something wrong with my papers or something is lacking that I still do not have my schedule in the embassy. But during the, that time of waiting, I decided to entrust to the Lord my timing to go to the U.S. and uh, I maybe it's uh, the plan of the Lord that we should enhance our nursing skills more. So um, it was on November 17 that I received the email from the embassy, Manila Embassy about my schedule for my interview. So it was that time when I already lost hope. Maybe. I was thinking that maybe the Lord doesn't want me to go to the U.S. yet. 
But then when I checked my phone and I received that notification at around 11 o'clock in the morning, I cried <laughs> that I already have my schedule for my visa interview because it was it has been months. And I was thinking maybe they threw my papers away. So, yeah, and I was thinking maybe it's the, it's this is the time that the Lord has given me. And then I was only given two weeks to prepare. So I still had my medical exam. I, I still needed to travel to Metro Manila to do that. And it was really hard to get a slot because a lot of people were trying to get their appointment as well. So I couldn't, I couldn't get through. And that was also another challenge. Aside yeah. from that, um, the x-ray was scary for the medical exam because uh, if they can see a scar or anything suspicious there, they could subject you for a sputum test. So that was also another challenge. But thank God, my, my x-rays were clear. So I pushed through with the medical exam. Okay. And it was also important that the licenses were up to date that it wasn't expired and thank god all my papers were ready for my interview okay thank you patricia so we can hear already that it has really been a roller coaster there were days that you thought this is hopeless i'm never gonna come to america yeah. it sounds like <laughs> and then tears of joy when you got your interview um, and many nurses can relate to your story because there is a lot of frustration right now because of the delays at the, the embassy, um, the embassies due to the pandemic and staffing shortages at the, the State Department. John, can you walk us through your immigration process? And again, I think yours might have been a little different. Um, and maybe can you focus on um, what was maybe the biggest challenge that you experienced in the immigration process? Actually, I I got interviewed and hired uh, here in Abu Dhabi back in August 2019. Uh, Connetics came here and, you know, they conducted an interview and hired us immediately, right after the interview. And, and, and we, then, we, 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 sorry to interrupt you, John, but we, we loved that trip so much. It was really such a fun time to meet everybody face-to-face -face, yeah. face with the Kinetics. Yeah, without the mask. Lawyer. <laughs> and we hope to be back. We hope to be Hopefully. back in the UAE with uh, COVID permitting. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, uh, they started processing my I-140. <clears throat> but because of the pandemic, I guess there were some delays of the processing. It took me, I mean, one year, I guess, before my uh, I-140 was approved. So I guess that was the most challenging part of my immigration process, you know, being patient and to wait when will it will be when will it be approved? Because for most of the process that I've been through, like for the completion of the documents, I've never really faced a major, you know, major problems in completing such such things because I don't know, I'm just a little lucky, probably. <laughs> and I got documentarily qualified by December 2020 and then I was waiting for my interview but here in Abu Dhabi I guess there were some delays with the interview process because of the pandemic and then on October of this year actually October 20 2021 I received an email from the embassy stating that my case was expedited so for sure I was ha happy you know I can't believe that 
it is happening to me because I've known a lot of nurses uh, with the same TQ as mine. I mean, they were still waiting up to now and they haven't gotten their letter from the embassy for their interview. And then on August, and after two weeks, I got my consulate interview and it was approved and that's it. Right now, I'm just, you know, I'm just focusing on in preparation in flying to U.S. Okay, and we're going to talk a little bit about what you're doing to prepare um, in a few minutes as well. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Ray, do you want to share a little bit about your roller coaster? <laughs> yeah, so um, basically my, my, my route or my journey um, towards my processing is somewhat similar to both John and Patricia. It just so happens that just because of the COVID, um, it was a roller coaster because they had to shut down every establishment it is for business. And it kind of knocked my processing time-wise. And you know that, Tanya, because um, sometimes my eagerness gets the best out of gets the best of me, and um, it might rub off for some people in a different way. But you know, I think the the positive side of things is that I learned to be patient. I learned to be more understanding, which is a very special asset when it comes to nursing. I just look at it that way. And of course, um, the downside would be since you're giving everything you're all, you're expecting some things to be as speedy or, or whatnot. Because you're, sometimes you, even if you don't want to compare, um, you tend to subconsciously like compare your, your movement towards the others from different countries, which, far, which is far different. And sometimes, you know, for them, it's just a couple of months, then they have their interview already. But for me, I've been like waiting for quite some time and they shut everything down, the embassy or whatnot. And, you know, it's just counting your blessings. And I was just thinking, instead of just being frustrated, um, I was just thinking what other ways should I do to make things more smoothly for me? But eventually, like last time, uh, I think it was November 11th, part of October, they tried to accept the expedites, uh, expedited letters. I tried my best email and email and email them, but I got rejected. But, you know, persistence is the key. And sometimes, you know, if you just persist long enough, eventually the chips will fall down into your favor. So right now I'm just waiting for next week's uh, interview and hopefully it will go smoothly. Yeah. Well, we're all praying for you, Ray. Everybody here is just praying for you. We know that you've worked, you've all worked so hard to get to this point. Um, and it can be so frustrating when you've done everything right. You've, yeah. you know, you've, you've passed your NCLEX, you have, uh, you've passed your IELTS exam, you've got your visa screen, you've got sent all your documents on time and then to wait and wait and wait. 
um, can be extremely pr uh, frustrating. And I think for many nurses, Ray, you hit on a very important point, and that is, you comp you know, it it's human nature. You compare your situation to other people. And then maybe you hear, oh, this person, they started one month after you. They already got their consular mm -hmm. interview. And you think, what's wrong? Why is mine different? Why am I being left behind? Will I ever get there? And those are the thoughts that, you know, we know are going through your mind when you put your head on your pillow at night and, and all of those thoughts are, are traveling through your mind. And can, what was, if you think back on that journey, what was maybe your worst day? What was the day when you thought this is never going to happen? Patricia, did you have like, is there like a worst day that comes to mind? Um, I don't think there was a worse day. I just, maybe it was the worst year because it was the pandemic. <laughs> but um, yeah, during the pandemic, um, it was hard to process our papers because um, sometimes we need to go outside to request certain papers and some offices were closed. Some were also open, but they were operating at a reduced facility. So that was really challenging. And all we had to do was wait and be patient because we know that our time would come. So that was the worst part of the immigration process for me. Yeah. So, I, you know, and, and that's a good point as well, Patricia, is that it wasn't just hard because of the immigration. It was hard because of the pandemic. Just working as a nurse, um, you know, it can be so difficult. And that's where actually from Kinetics USA perspective, we decided to put up the show Onwards and Upwards, which has been so popular with nurses all over the world, because we want to have hope. You know, it's important to have hope. That's what you three are yeah. giving to everybody who's watching, the hope to continue and not to give up. John, yeah. can you think of like a worse day? Was there like a time when you thought this is never going to happen? I agree with this, Patricia, I guess. <laughs> because some establishments here in Abu Dhabi are all closed or sometimes they are partially you know, operation, operational. Sometimes, because I am working as a full-time nurse, the timing that they are open is the same time that I'm working. So, you know, that's a minor thing, actually. But I can consider that one as a, you know, as a worst thing that ever happened on my processing. Okay. Okay. Thank you, John. What about you, Ray? Well, I could not say that there is a worse day, but of course there are challenging. I think the, the appropriate term would be challenging. There are a lot of challenging times uh, during the process. But I think what I learned a lot is that what you're feeling is valid. Whatever it is that you're feeling, the frustrations that you, you, you have is, are, or, or are all valid. It's, it just depends on how you will use that frustration to something positive. Well, for me... Um, because I was, to be honest with you, I was getting frustrated and I, my patience is not my strongest suit. <laughs> yeah, and you know that. Well, your patience has improved, right? You had no choice, right? <laughs> yeah, no choice. Yeah, so I was thinking if I will be like, let's say, the worst case scenario would be hit by a bad retrogression. So my my plan would be, okay, um, my, my coffer is still in kinetics, but at the same time, how can I be a doctor here in the UK? I was trying to review, uh, I was trying to read lots of books because I feel calmer whenever I study. Mm -hmm. And I was like hitting exam scores very well. And I said, oh, there might be a silver lining for every, 
on, on all of this um, pandemic situation. But at the same time, my dream of going to the United States has never faltered, has never wavered. My goal is still going there. And I cannot cut short all the efforts brought about like, the kinetics community and all the nurses that have put their efforts as well. Because like, especially like this talk show right now, if there's at least one person that I can inspire not to be demoralized or whatnot, I mean, it serves a lot, doesn't it? Like paying it forward. Yeah, I love that, Ray. And that's, you're 100% right. That's what the show is all about. It's really mm-hmm. about paying it forward and inspiring and supporting each other because uh, it's certainly not an easy process. What would any uh, any of the three of you say about the expedite process? Because this is an incredibly frustrating process for nurses. Um, the my case specialist offered help. She gave us um, a sample letter on um, what to send to the NBC regarding the expedite request. So I did mine on around November. I mean, you should be, you should request expedite when you're already documentarily qualified. So make sure that you're qualified for that first. And then after that, um, when I received my documentarily qualified email, I requested for expedite. And then after a month, it was approved. So I don't think, um, I think it depends on the embassy or, yeah, on the embassy or on NVC. Yeah, so it, it can vary from embassy to, to embassy. John or Ray, anything to advise um, to add advice to James about the expedite process? Okay, actually, in my case, uh, I think the lawyer from Kinetics were the one who sent requests for for my case to be expedited. So after a month, they sent it. Uh, it was approved, but I guess they're just selecting randomly. There's no specific, you know, person or DQ that they will choose, but they are just selecting it randomly. So you are lucky if you'll be chosen. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very, it's very difficult, and that's where I think there's a lot of misinformation and a lot of rumor where people think, oh, it's this lawyer, it's this agency, it's this employer that are getting the interviews through the expedite process. And that is not true. It is it is random. Ray, any advice about the expedite process? Um, you need to assess your situation first, how fast it is uh, in terms of the, the, you know, the processing in your, your embassy in your country. You should also, I think I, I want to suggest also that you should uh, be able to coordinate well with your case manager and your agency or whatever agency it is that you're affiliated to. Thirdly, um, I had the chance to create a lot of expedited requests for my case and unfortunately it didn't go through but when it was the facility who did send their own you know version of the expedited letter it got approved so who knows i mean if you don't try you you won't know right so uh, yeah we hope you enjoyed today's episode of nursing in america part two will be available next week so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses internationally. We offer direct hire, which means healthcare facilities will directly sponsor and hire you to work here in the USA. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. 
That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. You can find the link in the show notes.